Hey, good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. It is Thursday, November 17th, and uh, we're excited you're joining us today, Thursday's guest day. And uh, if you're just tuning into SWAT for the first time, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. It spawned out of SWAT Bible Studies, which is a group of Bible studies here in Jacksonville that teach the Word expositorily. We exist to further the kingdom and put God on display in the world as we exposit his word. We live under his authority. It is the starting point for our men. And um, we are uh, followed by that as prayer, being close to our commander. And then uh, we want to engage witnesses for impact, discipling men, making Christ's last command our first priority and being a band of brothers around the word. That's what SWAT is, and SWAT Radio came out of that. And uh, we're happy to be broadcasting on stations here in Florida and Georgia, Virginia, and Mississippi. If you're just tuning in and you're on the car in your car and uh, you want to get out because uh, you got to go inside your home or whatever, you can go to SWATradio.com, click Stream Live, and listen to us uh, as we finish, because you're going to want to hear today. We have a great guest today. He's usually a duo. We usually have him in with his uh, his his battle buddy, uh, Daryl Harrison. But uh, Daryl is on vacation. He's already breaking for Thanksgiving. And I guess, uh, Virgil, you got left out of that. But Virgil Walker, welcome to SWAT Radio. <laughs> hey, it's an honor to be with you. Glad to have a chance to, to join you and uh yeah, my, my my partner's taking a little little bit of a, a, a break, a vacation, much needed one given the travel schedule that he and I've endured. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to be with you today. Y'all y'all have y'all been doing kind of a book tour thing uh, with y'all's books. <laughs> it's been it's been a mixture of of a lot of different things. Uh, we've been, we've definitely promoted the book uh, along the way. Uh, both books that we have just uh, the first one, just thinking about the state. I uh, authored by Daryl Harrison and myself, and then uh, the, our second book, Why Are You Afraid? Both of those books uh, came out of uh, a lot of the content that we had developed for the podcast. And so, yeah, we've definitely been promoting those, but a lot of requests regarding uh, the subject matter that we address, which primarily is, is issues related to social justice uh, and the gospel, uh, CRT and the like. But also, uh, we've been really uh, kind of pushing the envelope, as it were, related to is this, are scripture sufficient to address all of the issues of life? And so uh, we've been really kind of focused on that theme as well. Well, uh, I certainly appreciate what you guys do. I know it takes a lot of time and effort to uh, do a podcast, to do all the writing, and, and in addition to all the other ministry things you're doing, uh, uh, primarily you uh, to, to your wife, Tamika, right? And you have three children, is that right? Yes. Yes. What are yes, your children's right. ages? I've got two two adult children. If you can call twenty two and twenty adult, um, and so uh, spoken like a true father, in, uh, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. They they are they are both in, in Omaha, Nebraska, where where we were from before we took the move. My my wife uh, and I took the move to come to G three 
I was the associate pastor there at a church in Omaha, Nebraska called Westside Church. Um, and we decided that, that uh, for us, as uh, the kids began to move out and on, uh, that, that the next chapter of our lives would really be involved in what I'm doing now uh, for G3 Ministries. And so the last one who is with us, uh, Price, uh, he's here. Uh, he, he, made it, he made it across for his uh, senior year, uh, which, man, I, I'll tell you what, giving up your senior year at a brand-new school uh, really says a lot about him and, and uh, his character, and, and he, he just navigated that so well. Uh, did that, graduated last year, uh, and is, is with us at home, just trying to think about next steps through this kind of gap years. He's working and staying busy. Uh, but, yeah, we, those, those are our three. We've got a 22, a 20-year-old, and an 18-year-old. Okay. Well, uh, well, that is, is pretty heavy. And you've been involved in ministry, to, uh, jail ministry, You've done street evangelism. Uh, so you're not just a guy sitting behind a microphone. You're doing ministry out in the world and have been a guy who's done that. That's one thing I appreciate about you and Daryl um, and uh, that y'all aren't just, you know, because unfortunately we live in a culture where people do just get behind a microphone and never encounter people face to face. And I think yeah. uh, you yeah. probably, uh, maybe you can comment to this. Don't you see in Jesus that's the powerful part of his ministry? He he went out yeah. among the people, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there wasn't a wasn't an environment where he could get on a on a podcast or on a talk show and just do what he did and stay away from the people. Ministry is is intrinsically involved. Uh, with people where they are, meeting them where they are, getting your hands dirty where they are, and so uh, while, while I was in and uh, there in Omaha, Nebraska, as an associate pastor, I was at a, a what would be considered a mega church. We had uh, eighteen hundred to two thousand people on a Sunday pre-COVID, and uh, uh, we had three services on on uh, on three different campuses, and uh, you know that's kind of how how things were. And for me. Um, I was I was thankful that I was surrounded by men, even in that space in ministry, who uh, really valued, you know, getting involved in ministry. It wasn't just hey, you're you're in the four walls of a church building, well, and everybody's hearing you preach, and they think you're wonderful. Uh, it was important to get out to do street evangelism, where folks could care less about who you were, uh, or that you had a title. Uh, or that, or that you, you know, you had any name. They, you know, they, they hated. They, most of them hate God. Uh, they hated the, they hated hearing the gospel, uh, and were more than likely to, to spit on you or flip you off or do something like that. And it's in those kinds of environments that that, that you're able to embrace uh, the humility uh, that comes with, with with gospel proclamation. And so I, I really pressed into that. Uh, I didn't want to be a guy who sat back. Um, and, you know, at, at, a, at a mega church with 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 all these folks who who you know kind of glad handed you and told you how wonderful you are. I really wanted to on a on a regular, consistent basis, weekly if possible, no no less than monthly. Uh, I was out either on a, on a street corner, uh, uh, you know, doing street evangelism or at an abortion mill, uh, trying to rescue those who were who were being led to the slaughter uh, or in a jail. Uh, uh, sharing sharing the message of the gospel with those who uh, were incarcerated, and so I, I, I don't say that by any stretch of uh, uh, bragging on on myself, but more importantly to say that it's incredibly important for any person considering ministry uh, to be willing to to go where people are. Well, I, I appreciate so much the perspective that you and Daryl have brought. And how long have you guys uh, known each other? 
Yeah, Daryl and I, we've been doing the podcast now coming up on five years this December. Uh, and, and prior to that, Daryl and I had no idea that the other existed. I was there in Omaha, Nebraska doing what I was doing in ministry. Um, he was involved uh, at, at, a, at a local church, a, a little small Baptist, uh, a Reformed Baptist church there. He was doing a lot of writing and, and had uh, had amassed a, a really nice following uh, in, in the social media platform because of uh, how well he wrote and how articulate he was in, in the writing space. And so uh, I, I didn't I didn't even run across his writing until uh, a buddy of mine who uh, had a had a podcast um, network. Uh, you know, he he Daryl uh, Dwayne Atkinson. He had a podcast network. I was involved with Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne and I were dear friends and had been for about three or four years prior to that. And uh, he said, hey, I just had an interview with a guy whose writing I ran across on social media, and you guys sound a lot alike. You think alike. You kind of talk about the same kinds of ideas in the same way. Um, you guys need to get together. And uh, I, I, I said to him, you know, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, you know, give me his name and his info. And uh, so I, I read his columns and, and his blog posts, and they were just really dynamic. I think very, very punctuated. They were saying the right things in, in, in the right way and, and, and in a unique way uh, that I thought was really, really good. And so I had asked Dwayne if he would allow me the chance to interview, do a one-off interview. I did not have a podcast at the time. Dwayne did. Mm-hmm. And he was gracious enough to hand over the microphone on his podcast mm-hmm. uh, and allow me to interview Daryl. And, and when he did, uh, Daryl and I just got on the line and began talking. You just thought old brothers had reconnected somehow. Uh, <laughs> the, the chemistry, the chemistry was just automatic. Uh, you know, there, there, there wasn't there wasn't a, you know, a, a, a pause or, you know, or anything like that. It was like we were finishing one another sentences with the ideas that we were sharing. And uh, I think his format, Dwayne's format for that podcast was 30 minutes. And I want to say Daryl and I went the first, you know, hour, hour and 15 minutes before we realized we probably better shut things down. Well, y'all do long podcasts, but it doesn't seem that long. Yeah. I mean, like when you're listening to it, it yeah. just flies by. Yeah, that's great to hear, and and uh, and we hear that often, and and a lot of that has to do with I think the joy that we experience in having conversations with one another and talking about these things uh, and interacting with one another. And so, you know, it, it was from that that by the end of the conversation, I told Daryl, "Listen, if you ever decide to do anything uh, in social, you know, from a, from a podcast standpoint, um, I've got a background in radio. I've done, I had done some radio in the past. I'd be happy to help." Um, and uh, to which he, he responded, no, nah, I don't think so. I'm really comfortable doing, you know, writing. And uh, a- after some thought and prayer and conversation with his wife, he reconsidered. And I'm glad he did because uh, I believe the Just Making podcast has had a had a phenomenal impact uh, on, on on the church at large and uh, in the body of Christ. And, and I'm grateful that, that he made the decision to to uh, to open up uh, that opportunity and, uh, and and take advantage of it. Well, yeah, and it opened up uh, the book, right? Came out of that, didn't the Just Thinking yep. book come out of yep. the podcast? So, and even the second book, it you sure said, did. yes, it came out of it. So uh, yes. that's good. Hey, I, I got a question for you. <laughs> Just are you are you prior military too? I know Daryl is. Were you in the military before, or did you go uh, into college and then go into ministry right out of college? What what's your journey to yeah. where you are? 
Yeah, great question. Great question. Thanks for that. I I will say, yeah, I, my 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 journey is a little backwards in that I did eventually. I get I graduate high school. I head to college. Realize I can't afford it. Most people go to military then college. I did the opposite. Went to college, couldn't afford it, then jumped into the military and I uh, was in the Air Force uh, for a total of ten years. I uh, spent time in, in in the service there. Well, so, thank you for you your lied. service. There you go. You were in the well, service then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're kind. I, uh, I, I was honored to to serve our country, um, in, in the way that that I did. Had a number of great opportunities. I was a, a top recruiter in the nation at one point, and had worked at the Pentagon at another point. And so God really opened up phenomenal doors for me to have some really unique experiences uh, that you know that, that allowed me to to, to move uh, in the direction that that I'm in now. In fact, really prepared me in, in some respects for what I currently do. And so uh, I'd wrap up my time uh, in, in the Air Force during that time, would get married and uh, begin, my wife and I would begin having having kids. I, I circled back on my education, finishing up my undergraduate degree. Uh, I, I from there would go into uh, pharmaceutical sales. And so I didn't, I didn't go directly into um, into the ministry. I, I truth be told, if I'm honest about it, I was kind of running from uh, from a call in ministry uh, that I felt early on, and just did not want to want to want to want to engage that. So went and did some work in in the sales arena, and uh, loved what I was doing. I worked for Pfizer Pharmaceuticals, uh, did that for about seven years. Uh, I was a manager for a, a, a small uh, or mid-sized Japanese-based. A pharmaceutical company called Daiichi Sankyo, and uh, that which is what brought me to Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, it was from there that, as I looked at the next steps for my, you know, my life and journey, I really recognized, you know, that that uh, uh, next steps were not the direction I wanted to go uh, from a, you know, from a, um, from a, uh, uh, you know, secular job, so to speak. That it was really time for me to to invest. Time, energy, and money, and getting and getting my theological education squared away. So I started doing that just you know briefly as I would get bonus checks from work. I'd put those into my education, and uh, and started going to seminary, which is at, at that point when the church, the local church that I was attending, uh, asked me, "Hey, you know, we, we've got a, a role for you to play here. If you're interested, would love for you to do some some teaching. And we see that you jumped into seminary. We'd like to help." Uh, and uh, see if you'd be interested. And so that's kind of how, how I got into and involved in, in ministry over some time. Well, uh, you know, you recently, uh, I think it was recently, I, you know, I never know when I go to there, I just see it. Uh, but like uh, there was an article on your website on just thinking about what's next for the church. I think you, you wrote it um, about what's yes, next for yes. the church. You know, my, uh, my wife and I have been having this conversation. Daryl Harrison tweeted about it post-election. And I think a lot of the things you say in there, you address some of the things we've been saying. And that, and even Daryl commented on, you know, after the election, there are a lot of people that were upset because right now, as we look at the platform of a the Democratic political party, which is the party who has the presidency and the majority of the Senate, um, uh, you know, they they have a platform and an agenda that is anti-biblical, which, you know, throughout ages, there have been leaders of countries that haven't been biblical and tyrants and all this stuff and Mm -hmm. even the emperors. But as believers, you know, with the overarching theme of the gospel of Christ, 
how do you and Daryl navigate through the cultural stuff? Because you deal with a lot of the social justice and all that and not get out of balance to where the gospel becomes secondary to the cultural stuff. You don't understand the question, what I'm asking there? Because you you do a good job, and so does Daryl. How do you – what is it? Is it just making sure do y'all y'all check each other, say, hey, you know, like how are you staying balanced and centered where the gospel, because when I read that article you wrote, it, it it's about fighting for the kingdom as believers and yeah. not letting the culture, the yeah. churches compromising. Could you speak to that? I mean, a little bit about the article, uh, you know, with our audience, yeah. you know, and what, what, what yeah. you see happening yeah, with yeah. the church? Yeah. I'd be happy to. I think I think oftentimes when when uh, election cycles take place, we have the tendency uh, to 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 view. I mean, everybody, myself included, has the has a tendency to get absorbed in what we're witnessing and watching on a on a regular, consistent basis with um, you know with politicians, with with what they're sharing, with what's going on there. Uh, it's easy to get caught up in that. And you have your particular political party that you're advocating for. You have a particular politician you're advocating for. And so you spend a lot of time and energy wrapped up into, A, their messaging, uh, and B, what it requires to get them across the, across the finish line, so to speak, to, mm-hmm. to, to see them you know, win an election. Uh, and it's after that happens and perhaps your candidate does not win. Uh, it's very easy easy uh, to become disoriented, disillusioned, uh, feeling as if that you know, woe is me. You know, I, I, my, my, you know what's going to happen next? Uh, when the reality is, God is is sovereignly in control of all things, and uh, I, I really try to challenge uh, believers, particularly, uh, not to get caught up in in the things of this world and to really focus on those things which which will impact true transformation. Uh, at the end of the day, we've been given the Word of God. We've been given the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, those things are sufficient to transform the human heart. Uh, there's no other weapon that we've been given that, that's able to do that. Uh, once that takes place, uh, we see transformation happening in culture. Uh, the cultural change is definitely a byproduct of, of life transformation, of heart transformation uh, in individuals. Daryl and I spent an immense amount of time uh, talking about, you know, culture and seeing issues change and uh, seeing, seeing uh, uh, you know, whether it's CRT, whether it's social justice and the like. And so it's incredibly important uh, that we stay focused on keeping the main thing the main thing, which is uh, regardless of who's in office, regardless of who wins a, who, who wins a particular uh, a, you know, a, a political uh, position, uh, we've got to keep the main thing the main thing, focus on gospel proclamation and sharing the truth of that message. Those, those are the things that are important. Yeah, well, you say in the article, you kind of finish up by saying that, you know, in the next chapter of church in America, we got to continue to advance the cost of Christ. We got to advance, we abandon reflexive pragmatism and man, uh, you know, Virgil, uh, pragmatism has hit the church all over this country. I mean, they, the church of America as a whole has been very pragmatic, whether it's the music, whether it's whatever it is to try to create an atmosphere and thinking that we can make people trust Christ, and we can't. It, we can't. It's a spiritual mm-hmm. issue. And uh, I, you, mm-hmm. you talk about reclaiming a prophetic voice. 
that's what I hear in you and Daryl. Uh, that's what, you know, yeah. I, I feel called to speak truth because there's believers in the world who are misled right now into thinking there, you know, there's interracial marriages when there's no such thing as an interracial marriage. There are marriages. It's, right. There's no such thing as a homosexual Christian. There's Christians, <laughs> you know, I mean, like right. the, the, the way right. we say things and, and, and we get swept into it because we're trying to be sensitive to people in reality, we're not being sensitive to God. We're not being truthful to him. And uh, I, I just, I, I appreciate you guys speaking out on that specifically that topic then you know you guys bring i don't know where you grew up daryl told me i think daryl grew up in uh, atlanta in a bad part of town where did you grow up mm-hmm. yeah i grew up in upstate new york um and uh lived there most of my growing up years i'd be middle school that i would find myself uh, and my, my family relocating uh, to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so that was kind of our, 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 our trajectory. Uh, uh, upstate New York, um, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, stayed there until about, about the time that, uh, that I headed uh, up to Omaha, Nebraska. Mm. Well, um, I, I have to admit that, uh, you know, I, I, I follow you on Twitter and I'm a little jealous because I I want to meet Jason Whitlock so bad. I love that brother. I think he he is like you guys. Y'all are he's just out in the yeah. you know in the the other world, the sports world, or where you know he yeah. he delves yeah. all into that. But he is a good brother, isn't he? Yeah, he he, he really is. It's been interesting to watch his uh, his journey, uh, his, his faith journey, um, you know, as, as he's been navigating it the best way, uh, he knows how, and while, uh, you know, theologically, uh, you know, he, he's, he's in a little bit of a different camp than, than, than Daryl or me, or, you know, any of us guys who consider ourselves a formed Baptist, um, you know, he's, he's serious about his faith and is, is, is really applying it to his life and wanting to articulate, a biblical worldview and the culture, and because of the platform that that God has given him, um, you know he's he's able to make some incredible strides uh, regarding that, and make some some great waves. And um, you know the fact that that I've gotten you know had the opportunity to to, to interact with him and to uh, to meet him and and you know to to have conversations about the issues that that you and I are talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a blessing. I, the, the bigger blessing for me, uh, more so than than any platform. Uh, has been being a part of, of, of kind of a behind-the-scenes conversation, uh, you know, the, the, the conversations we have not just on the show uh, but outside of it uh, where we're talking about, you know, issues of culture, uh, how how those issues affect uh, our, our human lives, uh, issues about discipleship uh, mm-hmm. even. You know, wh- hey, what do I do in this given situation? I know that I'm a believer. My, my, my natural inclination uh, is to do something that I know Scripture tells me I shouldn't do. How should I navigate this? So, I mean, we're having everything from, from, from real-life conversations uh, about, about how to interact as believers uh, to, you know, serious questions uh, about, about culture and how we articulate specific things uh, given the platforms that God, God has blessed us with. Mm. Well, um, well I, I am jealous. I hope to get him on the radio one day. I'd like to have him on as a guest because I love listening to him. He Absolutely. reminds me so much of you guys. And, you know, it's cost him. It's cost him mm-hmm. out in that world mm-hmm. where he was very successful 
and God continues to take mm-hmm. care of him, but it's had a cost to him professionally, hadn't it, to, to, to yeah, be it so bold it, it, for Christ? Absolutely it has. I mean, yeah, absolutely it has. And he, he's, he's made a conscious decision to say, you know what, uh, yeah, there's a cost. Uh, I'm willing to pay it. Uh, because I'm not willing to compromise as it relates to my my understanding of of God's truth, and so uh, that those are the kinds of people uh, that we need to see. Uh, that's the kind of attitude that we need to have uh, today in, in in our culture. We have to be willing to stand uh, on biblical truth, uh, be be honest about about where we see uh, things that are right and wrong, um, and, and be willing to face the consequences when those when those uh, things collide uh, with 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 culture. Well, seeing how you and Daryl do a lot to combat the wokeness that is impacting the church, what did you think about our great governor down here saying that this is where woke comes to die? (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that a great line, man? Of of all the speeches that, that happened that night as folks uh, took office. That was probably my favorite one-liner uh, of, of of them all. I thought I thought he he took he took the cake that night. I mean, it was great to great to hear, great to great to see that you know he, he's willing to take a stand. And, and I'm telling you that that's that's being rewarded, right? I mean, yeah. I, not 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 kowtowing, uh to this culture that tells us that they don't know how to define what a woman is. Uh, this culture that says they're not they're they're, un, they're unclear at least uh, upon what what God ordained marriage is uh, so much so that they're, that they're willing to uh, redefine uh, a, an institution that God has created. Uh, someone who's willing to stand up against that and say no, we, we're not we're not going to bow the knee. Uh, and, and as a governor, uh, governs a state where where folks would desire policies to be written in such a way that it validates a, a worldview that's antithetical to, to Scripture. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stand on the truth uh, and and and, uh, and you know and, and face the consequences. So uh, as he said that and, and, and that worldview and, and his position uh, and, and his governance were validated. I thought it was fantastic for him to make that statement. Yeah, this is where what was coming to die. Yeah, it was great. Well, listen, we got to go to our, our break for news on the half hour. Um, I, if after you come back, we'll we'll continue this discussion. But maybe you ought to talk to Josh about moving G three down to the free state of Florida. I don't know, just a suggestion. Hey. <laughs> Hey, you're listening to SWAT Radio. I have Virgil Walker of G3. He's also of the Just Thinking podcast, also the author with Daryl Harrison of Just Thinking uh, About the State. And also, we'll be right back with more SWAT Radio. Come, let us adore him. Man, I love Christmas. I love singing songs like that about adoring our king, the one who came for us. And Virgil, I was telling people, 
I was, uh, uh, Jeremy, our producer, gives me a countdown, and uh, he did a five-second instead of a ten. So I was telling people about your books, just thinking about the state, and the second one, why are you afraid? And I got caught uh, with the break. But uh, (laughs) that's how you know it's live, folks. We are live every day from three to four, and you know it's live when you hear those little deals like that. Uh, Because on a podcast, you can edit that out, can't you? Virgil. <laughs> That's exactly right. You can. That's right. Yeah. But I love live. It's great being live. And thank you so much for taking time today to be with us. And I, you know, I want to talk about your book. Why are you afraid? Because over the last couple of years, I, I, the, the impact of COVID, how COVID was wielded to make people afraid, uh, really, uh, I'm not saying that it it didn't happen and that there it wasn't real, but it was wielded by politicians, by other people, um, to basically control people. And I was thinking about the mask. I'd like to ask you to speak to this for a second. That you know, I remember seeing people in masks over in Asia years ago in China. They were in masks all the time, mm-hmm. and. I thought, isn't that weird? They wear masks all the time. You know, Americans don't care. We just, we get our colds, we get our flu, we fight through it, you know, so, you know, and, and that's what it, what it is. But now people are afraid all the time. You cough now, people think you're giving them the bubonic plague. And I, do you guys get into that in your book at all? Yeah, we do. We really, I mean, a lot of that was the catalyst between between what we were seeing related to issues around around COVID, uh, you know, sickness and all of that, as well as uh, just the fear behind what was happening in, in school systems uh, for parents, uh, parents, you know, even by government be, being being targeted as terrorists for simply showing up to uh, to, to a school board meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything everything that was related to that. I mean, every time you turned around, there was something related to to, to fear. Uh, and, and it created a tremendous amount of anxiety uh, at every turn. Uh, folks, at the time we, of, of the writing of the book, we were watching, uh, you know, prices of, of things in, increase, gas prices increase, inflation uh, was increasing. And, and folks were just, you know, watching their paychecks shrink. They're trying to figure out how, what in the world is going on and how do I make all of this work? And, and even more importantly, how do I make sense out of all of this as a believer? Um, you know, at every turn there was fear. And, and what we know about Scripture uh, is that, that we're constantly reminded to fear not, right? not, not, not to be afraid. Don't be afraid. Uh, the only one that we are to fear is, is the Lord himself. And uh, unfortunately, we have such little fear of God in culture. Uh, and so much fear of everything that God tells us not to fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thought it was important for us to to do a an episode uh, related to uh, fear, sinful fear, and anxiety, uh, and then to pers- and, and, and then provide uh, some real biblical prescriptions uh, for how to walk out of that. This book, unlike the other one that we did, uh, the other one, the first one is definitely more culturally related, uh, definitely aimed from a from a political point of view. Uh, addressing, uh, you know, the the issues of policy uh, and politics through the lens of a biblical worldview. Uh, this second book was really more of a biblical counseling piece. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's more of a it's a it's a bite size. It's more of a 
of a workbook kind of thing. It's one of those that where where you know people can buy. It's priced right. People can buy five or ten of them and pass them out and, and have uh, you know to others where they can take some time if they really know someone who's struggling with with anxiety to 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 take some time to walk through it uh, to understand what's going on to 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 read study the scriptures as it relates to what we've, what we've put in there uh, and really walk themselves out of sinful fear and anxiety. Mm. Well, in fact, y'all just did, you and Daryl just did a, uh, I say y'all, I'm from the South. You can tell that, right? So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) so um, you guys just did a podcast on why you're afraid, didn't you? Just a few days ago. I thought, I thought, um, yeah, we, yeah, we 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 did we did one on on uh, imminent sin on, on 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 sinful you know sinful desires and anxieties that just that just really hang hang on uh, on the life of the believer. So we really really addressed that I think in our in our most recent podcast that we just did. We're about to I, I, I'm between podcasts now because we're about to jump into uh, another one here really soon, and so uh, that that that's uh, that's something that's kind of pressing uh, on my mind as it relates to this topics in the subject matter that we're addressing. Well, you know, the most recent uh, podcast that we did was, was about, about, about sin. About sin. Okay. But, but it, yeah. but was, was that the one under, I, 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 there was one I thought y'all did on fear. Was was it that one about fear and yeah, sin? Yeah, 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 the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the 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 book is t- is titled after an an, an actual episode uh, that that we that we did. Why are you afraid? That's an actual episode. The most recent podcast that we did was called "Indwelling the Indwelling Sin in Believers," and so we dealt with that as well. Okay. That's the thing. One one of the things that people don't recognize about about what Daryl and I do. Uh, often is, I mean, they, they, I, and I recognize based upon what we've done uh, previously after George Floyd uh, and the like, and, and the issues around social justice uh, begin to flame the, the, the culture. Uh, what what uh, Dal and I do is is pretty is, is very well tied uh, to that subject matter. But truth be told, uh, we really enjoy talking about subject matter and, and topics that have nothing to do with with ethnicity. Uh, there's a whole spectrum of life uh, that we engage as a result of, of living uh, this life uh, in, you know, in, in a fallen world. And so we, we, we try to cover the gamut, everything from indwelling sin uh, to issues about, uh, you know, about race, uh, as well as issues that, that relate specifically to, to theology um, and God's grace. Um, issues around superstition, Christian contentment. I mean, these are actual titles of some of the uh, some of the episodes that we've done. We've got more than a more than 119, 100, 120 episodes uh, that we've done, and, and not all of them uh, actually uh, deal with uh, issues of, of of race and and uh, and social and justice. So, yeah, I mean, you you deal with other stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, in fact, just. Uh, was it was it uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago? You did a G three conference on the Bible. Uh, did you did, didn't you just yes. do a conference on the Bible? Where'd y'all do that? Yeah, we were in Washington D.C. and it was a joy to to connect uh, two 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 places that I love uh, the Just Thinking podcast and then where where, where I work on a regular basis, which is G three Ministries. G three Ministries stands for Gospel Grace and Glory. Um, and it, it has been a conference-based ministry, but it is just transforming uh, into a content-producing 
ministry for local churches. And uh, and we, we absolutely love coming to work every day and uh, developing curricula, uh, developing uh, uh, just resources, uh, podcasts, uh, video teachings, uh, uh, books, um, you know, all kinds of things for the purpose of local churches having sound biblical doctrine and theology uh, at their at their ready. Uh, whatever whatever format, whether it's online, uh, whether it's something that they that they have on their phone through an app, uh, or you know, or if it's if it's coming to a conference. And so we we had uh, in in September uh, had the just thinking uh, conference connected to or, or G3 uh, had their regional conferences, a G3 regional conference uh, with the subject matter uh, about the Bible. And we had uh, Just Thinking partner uh, with G3 uh, to pull that off. And so we called, we titled it Just Thinking About the Bible. It was there in Washington, D.C. Uh, we had a, about 600 and some odd people join us there. Uh, we had uh, decided, uh, in addition to doing the uh, biennial national conference, uh, that we have here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, the last one had 6,500 people at it. Wow. Uh, our next one is slated to be in uh, September of 2023, September 21 through the 23rd of 2023. So every other year we do one. And in the, in the off years, which 22 was an off year, we have regional conferences. And one of those was the, the conference that I mentioned there in D.C., just thinking about the Bible. Uh, so it was uh, Daryl Harrison and myself. Uh, we we kind of had the the cultural aspect of of uh, biblical sufficiency and and, uh, and 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 why the Bible is sufficient to address issues of culture. While while uh, the, the heavy lifting, uh, so to speak, was was definitely done uh, by guys like Stephen Lawson, uh, by guys like Scott Annual. Uh, we had James White there to really uh, uh, uncover uh, issues related to manuscripts and how the Bible came together. So we we had a we had a wide variety of, of folks from different areas that really came together and, and helped provide a full picture of how the, the Bible is not this old, outdated you know, transcript uh, that that doesn't speak to anything in our day. We dust it off twice a year, Christmas and Easter, uh, only to you know, make ourselves feel better about the holiday uh, and then put it away. No, the, the, the Bible is something that we should open up on a daily basis. Uh, in fact, it, it's going to tell us what we're seeing in the culture. It's actually going to diagnose the issues that we see, uh, not only in the culture, but in our own personal lives. Uh, and as a result of that, we, uh, we, we bow the knee to Scripture. We, we recognize its sufficiency in, in, in governing our lives uh, in, in every way. And so it was a wonderful time that we had there. We had two days uh, at, at, at a church there uh, in, in, in the D.C. area, and then we spent the final day at the Bible Museum, so people had a chance to to walk through the, the Museum of the Bible, and uh, just a fantastic, fantastic time. Those smaller conferences are really wonderful for just connecting with, with you know, with, with people who may feel overwhelmed at a 6,000-person conference. Uh, but at a 600-person conference, I uh, feel like they can maybe maybe perhaps meet uh, some of the speakers and connect uh, with each other in a way that that's very unique. So we enjoy I, I enjoy both. I enjoy the big uh, you know opportunities to to, uh, to to meet everybody at a national conference, big family reunion, uh, but I also enjoy the, the smaller, more intimate settings as well. And so there's something to, to be uh, to be gained in both spaces. Well, you know, it's interesting a lot today i mean people will um rely on technology they rely on education or other things they say i don't need the bible and throughout time mm -hmm. what you see 
is God speaking through his servants, his prophets, to give his word. Mm -hmm. There is no word from God apart from his Bible. I mean, that's it for us. I mean, and so, um, you know, one of the things that a phenomenon that's happened, they've, they've changed the name. It's apostasy, but they call it deconstructing. And you guys did a a, a podcast on that. Could you speak a little bit about that? Have you guys did any research in that? Why this is trending so much now and right now during this time period? Yeah, we're, we're, we're seeing it a lot because you've got a lot of, of uh, Christian artists uh, who, you know, or at least claim to be Christian at one point who are, quote unquote, deconstructing. Uh, and as a result of that, quote unquote, deconstruction, uh, they're, they're asking questions of the faith. And, and, and what deconstruction is, is designed to do, it's not actually designed to reconstruct anything. Uh, it's actually designed to to consistently ask additional questions in an effort to to deconstruct faith. We're seeing people apostatize. Uh, we're seeing people walk away from the faith uh, as a result. And then, I mean, this this is an, this is an you know an older idea again comes out of comes out of that that tradition. We could point back to to Marx. You can point back to to men, men like Foucault and Derrida uh, and their philosophies on on deconstruction. All of it began with deconstructing uh, language, uh, the idea that, that we can look at language and kind of deconstruct it. And you're seeing that play out in our culture today with issues of marriage. Marriage, the word marriage has been deconstructed uh, to mean something totally different. So that, that once we deconstruct that word, then uh, marriage no longer means uh, bet- uh, you know, a, a union, a covenantal union between one man and one woman uh, and, and making a decision uh, to, to love one another and, and be committed to each other for life. It no longer means that. Marriage now means whatever culture decides mm-hmm. uh, it means. Marriage now means two men and, and two women. Marriage now can mean... Uh, two men and a woman. Marriage can now mean, and when you when you deconstruct, it doesn't end there. So what you see Christians doing is is it looks or sounds quote unquote progressive uh, to adopt this notion of deconstruction. Uh, so now we're going to apply those same worldly principles to our faith. Um, and, and where perhaps they've been hurt in the past by a church or, uh, or, or, or mistreated in some way, they begin, they, they begin to use that hurt uh, and apply these deconstruction techniques. Well, since I've been hurt, uh, then, then Christianity must be false. And so I'm going to use these principles of quote-unquote deconstruction uh, to, to determine for myself. Really what you're doing is, is you, you, you've, now, you've now had the Word of God submitted to your own ideas uh, and, and you're going to be God uh, and determine uh, whether or not Scripture is is indeed sufficient. And so, all of that is is a is, is a is a backwards attempt uh, to to really do what, what what shouldn't be done, which is to walk away uh, from biblical truth and biblical understanding. Mm. Well, um, you know, I I was uh, I was thinking uh, about uh, even there, you know, just listening to what you said, how the churches now are doing that uh, and and even churches that aren't even christian but they've been like pro family like i i think daryl just tweeted recently about the mormon church is now supporting same sex marriage bill the bill um and and yeah. that's crazy i mean like they <laughs> yeah. and and you you know i know it's in liberal circles but do you see down the road if we are 
on the radio or maybe doing the podcast and we're speaking up for biblical values, do you see things happening uh, to us, things that basically we're moving into a time as they codify these things that we're going to start to experience uh, economic probably backlash more than anything initially. Um, do you see that Abs- coming? A- absolutely. I mean, a- absolutely. When you when you look at, at, at what's happening with, uh, you know, what, what they're calling res- the Respect for, for Marriage Act, I call it the Disrespect for Marriage Act, mm-hmm. the No Respect for Marriage Act. I mean, that's that's what they're doing. They're, they're codifying uh, that which God for- forbids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and when you do that, there's a there's a price to pay. Uh, as a as a nation, as a culture, and so um, it, it, you mentioned earlier the Mormon Church. I mean, it was it was two thousand, I think, two thousand fourteen, uh, when the Mormon Church had really just decided, uh, even in their own state, uh, to, to to accept and, and embrace uh, same sex marriage, which was really surprising considering in two thousand eight. Um, they were the leading edge of stopping a a, 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 a law called that was in, that was in place in California, uh, or, or was being voted on in California called Proposition Eight. Uh, Proposition Eight was something that was it was a it was an effort to say you know what we we, we will not allow same sex marriage uh, to happen in our state. This was in California, two thousand eight. Uh, two 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 factions, two two groups of people were on the front lines of seeing that uh, that 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 uh, seeing gay marriage halted. Number one was was the, the black community, the black church, and number two was the Mormon was the Mormon church. Uh, the Mormon church actually put a lot of money uh, into seeing you know uh, gay marriage halted uh, in California before it eventually uh, would pass. So to see this capitulation. Uh, absolute turnaround, uh, you know, seven seven years later, uh, and then now advocacy uh, for the the uh, you know the the, the, the uh, marriage act. Uh, now it, it's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. It's breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Most of the most of the decision in that regard is pragmatic. They 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 recognize they the Mormon Church in fact recognized that they were they were targeted they would be targeted uh, if they stood for what they claimed they believed. Um, uh, at, at the same time, there are many Christians, there are many conservatives, uh, there, there are many Republicans uh, who who are doing the same thing. They they'd rather not be targeted. Uh, they much rather go ahead and go with the flow of culture. It's much. It's a much easier road to take, and, and that's what they that's what they decide to do. It's 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 an easier way. They don't have to be confronted. Uh, they don't have to be dealt with in that way. The other thing is with the with the uh, the, the the disrespect for marriage act. Uh, they've attached to it language that says that uh, not only do you affirm. Um, you know, so, so so-called same-sex marriage, but that you also affirm uh, interracial marriage, and, and the whole, the whole. I mean, that first of all, that that's a that's a non-starter, and, and here's why: there's no such thing as interracial uh, marriage. If you're speaking biblically about marriage, marriage is between a, a man uh, and a woman. Uh, we recognize biblically that there's one human race. We recognize biblically that there are multiple ethnicities. So you can have a multi-ethnic. Uh, marriage and 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 in a multi-ethnic marriage, maybe two people who actually are white, but are from, but 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 have different backgrounds, nationalities, ethnicities, uh, same, like same Dutch and black. American, right? <laughs> like somebody from the Netherlands Absolutely. and American, yeah. That's, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you could you could you could have a multi-ethnic marriage, but you cannot have a a an interracial. 
uh, marriage. There's no such thing. One human race from which comes multiple ethnicities. And so the whole point for them doing that with the interracial piece, adding that uh, to, to, to this act was for the purpose of saying, if you were against it, then you are indeed a racist. Not only, not only are you homophobic, uh, but you are indeed racist, and so that was the that was the the, the ploy uh, that was taken on uh, by the left in an effort to to cause everyone to bow the knee. And 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 it's unfortunate that that there aren't more folks who who have a spine who are willing to to be called a name uh, in, in 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 exchange for standing on the truth. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you then, Virgil, uh, since my wife is from New Jersey and I'm from Mississippi, is that like a multi-ethnic? thing there i'm just curious it probably it probably <laughs> is no doubt those those are too far away places absolutely that's absolutely. pretty pretty culturally far well you know on your uh article in your article sorry i'm just messing with you uh just trying to get a get get a comment there uh what what's next for the church in america when you go back to that you say something there at the end that i think is so important for our listeners to hear, because you may get asked this. I, I'm sure you and Daryl have been asked. I've been asked, what do you look for in a church when we go to some new place or we move? You know, what's really important? And you say it will be important to find a local body where the pastor seeks revelation through the word of God rather than the relevance of the world. And and that Absolutely. is so important right now. Speak to that. We we've got just about four or five minutes left. Speak to how important it is for you to be in a body that is under the authority of God's word. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's critical. Uh, it, it's it's critical, and and the the reason for that is 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 the only hope that we have. Uh, is found in in the Word of God. Um, our, our our joy, our strength, our, our focus, uh, all that we experience, that the joy in life that we experience, that we can experience, will be found through the Scripture. The trials and temptations that we endure, our strength will come from the Word of God. So it'll it'll be imperative that that we're in a space and place where that's preached, where the people of God are are, are hungry uh, for that preached Word. Uh, it, it's going to become important like never before before for people to reorient their lives around their local church. Uh, it's, it's no longer one of those things where it's a, hey, I kind of show up on Sunday, I have this entertaining experience, I get a couple of goosebumps, and I head to the house. Uh, that that kind of Christianity uh, won't be won't be celebrated nor applauded any longer. Uh, any anyone naming the name of Christ uh, will indeed experience the, the persecution that that Scripture talks about. So it'll be imperative in in the days ahead, now and in the days to come, to be connected to a local body serious about Scripture, serious about following the Word serious about about uh, about worship uh, about all the things that scripture speaks about the church it's time for the church to be the church uh, and that includes those who are followers of Christ who who, who want to connect uh, with a local church that it, it will be critical in, in our in our in our day well listen i want to give our listeners one more uh, uh, update as far as like or, or one more reminder how they can listen to you and Daryl uh, go to just thinking dot me that's j-u-s-t uh t-h-i-n-k-i-n-g dot me they have uh mm-hmm. things they have podcasts there they have a blog there they've got resources there you can support them can i encourage you as a guy who values 
people that hold up the Bible, that take a stand when it costs them something, to support Daryl and my brother uh, Virgil. Just you know what? If yeah. if you go to that website, that you got a, a button you can click on support. This is a kingdom ministry that God calls us to support those who are giving their lives to do this stuff, and He's doing that uh, along with Daryl. And I just encourage you to pray about going there, support them. It's a time of year where I know people get hit up with a lot of giving stuff, and and Virgil doesn't even want me. He didn't ask me to do this. I'm doing this because I believe in what they're doing, and I believe they're having an impact. And so go to that. You can also go to G3. Uh, He is with G3. You can support them in their ministry as well. Another great ministry. He's the uh, director of operations there. If you go to G3MIN.org, and go there. You can give to support them. You can find out about the conference. Go to one of their conferences. Go and be encouraged by the things they're doing. Um, and uh, Virgil, before we go, we we got about a minute or so left. How can we pray for you, your family, your ministry, mm-hmm. uh, as you're getting ready to go into this time of Thanksgiving and holiday stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks so much for having me on. And for the conversation it's been wonderful yeah i I just encourage uh, folks to pray pray for us as we take some time out and to rest uh pray you know pray for us to be uh just just strengthened uh renewed uh as we as we get ready to head into a a brand new year uh with brand new goals and and ideas and things that we're trying to trying to accomplish in the days to come Uh, definitely the protection uh, needed, uh, but most importantly, that we're that we're men who honor God and love love our wives uh, and, and honor and honor the, the church as well. Well, thank you. Hey, you heard the things he asked for: rest, strength. He wants to honor God, honor his family. So join me in praying for uh, Virgil and G Three Ministries. Just thinking, his brother Daryl, and I pray you have a great weekend, Virgil. Thanks for being with us today. All right. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, you can listen to this or any past broadcast by going to www.swatradio.com. Tune in tomorrow for Friday's edition of SWAT Radio. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spirit.